Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. This is Dr. Elaine Vochi, founder of Elaine Vochi Life Skills Coaching, LLC, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. This is part one of a two-part series on the Pharmacy Podcast on writing to enhance your professional brand and career. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. My name is Erin Albert, and I'm an Associate Professor of Pharmacy Practice at Butler University College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences and an Outcomes Pharmacist with Myers & Stauffer LC, entrepreneur and writer. This year in 2016, I'm also a co-host here at the Pharmacy Podcast, and I'm excited to bring you an interesting career development angle for pharmacists and professionals today. Uh, we're going to focus on writing and how that enhances your professional career. And I could not think of a better person to invite to the Pharmacy Podcast to discuss writing and publishing other than one of my own mentors in that realm, Dr. Elaine Vochi, to the show. Dr. Vochi's personal mission revolves around the roles of teacher, writer, and coach. She first worked as a therapist in alcohol, drug abuse counseling, where she learned the meaning of holistic health. Her recent topics of writing, speaking, and coaching include death and dying, successfully managing life transitions, mindful caregiving, positioning yourself for meaningful change, conscious aging, and spirituality and aging. Dr. Vochi is also a certified life cycle celebrant. Her PhD is in human resource management from Columbia Pacific University in California. And last but not least, Dr. Vochi has written and published several books, most recently her book, Creating the Work You Love, A Guide to Finding Your Right Livelihood. Dr. Vochi, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much, Erin. What a pleasure to be here with you. And I know you're, you've already said something about my background, which I appreciated. And even though you and I know each other well, folks listening might not. So I might say, if, kind of give a career thumbnail. Does sure, that, work? that would be perfect. My career is a quilt of many colors. That's the way I think of it. As you mentioned, I originally worked as a therapist and an alcohol and substance abuse counselor. I moved into corporate training where I stayed for about 20 years. I lived and worked in Japan for four years and eventually opened a private life coaching practice in Carmel, Indiana almost five years ago. My practice specialty is career coaching. I'm also a certified celebrant, so I officiate at weddings, funerals, retirement parties, and other interesting milestone events. I began writing after undergraduate school, and one of my earliest publications was a feature article in the inaugural issue of a magazine called Indianapolis Woman. I self-published my first book, Bridge Builders, Ordinary Women Doing Extraordinary Things, in 2005, followed by a book called The Finishing Touch, Life Lessons That Dogs Teach Us, which was co-written with an AKC judge, Steve Serene. 
And then Celebration of Light, a book that was written for fundraising purposes and to educate the public um, for the Cornea Research Foundation of America. In addition, I've also written two ebooks, one called Finding the Work You Love, which you mentioned, and the other, an updated ebook version of my first book, Bridge Builders. Excellent. Well, that's a great summary and a great place to start from. Can you kind of walk us through in this quilt that you so eloquently put your career in around kind of some of the benefits and features you find around professional writing and how that enhances one's career? Yeah, I, um, I think there are many, many benefits that come. One of the first benefits that crosses my mind is personal credibility. Um, when you write a book, it's like you gain a large jump in IQ points in the minds of many other people. Um, whether that is reality or not, having a book that is something you've produced that is created from your own thoughts, your observations, your ideas, um, this gives you a great new calling card. And many times I have used copies of my book to help introduce myself during networking events or in meetings that were important um, for the people that I was meeting with to um, take a next step in my career. I think um, if you have a portfolio of your writing, I think that's a wonderful addition to uh, interviews on jobs, for instance, or projects. Um, I think having a book simply adds a great deal to your credibility, personally and professionally. I think um, on the professional credibility side, the business credibility side, that might be the second benefit. It provides more business leads to you than doing networking because your book attracts readers who, if they like what you've written, may want you to speak to their company, to their organization, or establish a connection with you as a consultant, for instance. I think uh, another benefit is that writing builds your brand. It helps other people identify you and your views and your philosophy with your subject area of expertise. Other media connections that you may have, if for instance you have a website or you have a blog that you write, there may be a surge of new followers that happens when you introduce your book, when you publish your book. And so it builds your brand in a way that really is pretty um, simple on your part. You're not having to work hard to build that brand. Your book is helping do it for you. I think the fourth benefit is that a book opens doors to many new people that you might not otherwise meet. It opens doors to other thought leaders. So Overall, it's going to increase your network of allies and colleagues and fellow writers. And I would say the fifth of the initial benefits that came to my mind and from personal experience, writing a book provides a deep satisfaction, a sense of uh, satisfaction that includes Passive income, for instance, added income, if your book is available through Amazon or other sources that pay royalties. So it's 
a very rewarding emotionally, physically, you know, um, psychologically rewarding experience to publish a book. But then there's also the possibility that you might even make a bit of money with your book without having to to do anything extra. Yeah, very interesting points. And, you know, one thing that you said to me initially when we met, we were talking about writing and publishing, I don't know how many years ago now, was that books and writing books are journeys. And that's always stuck with me, that Mm -hmm. I agree, much like you, it it kind of embraces or expands your world, both on a networking side, a thought leadership side, um, building your credibility, etc. So it sounds like, based upon your career history, you started writing relatively, I don't know exactly when, but it was always part of your career plan. What about those folks out there? You know, pharmacy as a profession typically doesn't have a lot of writing traditionally associated with it. Mm -hmm. So for pharmacists that maybe want to just get started in the writing realm, what suggestions would you have to those folks that maybe haven't written um, since maybe college or pharmacy school to get started? Well, if you if you have the urge to write, if you feel you have some things you want to say, then um, I think you ought to support and encourage yourself to move ahead with that. But even if you don't have that urge, it's worth thinking about as a career advantage um, and as a journey that you might want to take that will be fulfilling in a lot of ways. Um, I think that the best thing that I know, the best tip that I know about, quote, getting started is a, is a broader, bigger picture. And that is a good reader reading constantly, reading widely, reading in with diverse topics. A good reader will build the basic foundation for becoming a good writer. When you read, you're learning all kinds of things about writing, such as style, word usage, character development, etc. So being a good reader, loving to read, and reading outside of your field, reading in those areas that interest you, uh, those areas that you have certain feelings and thoughts about that make you feel like you have something you want to contribute, that's the most basic place, I think, to begin. Okay. Uh, And I also recommend some of the tools of good writing. Um, You know, the um, Elements of Style by William Strunk and E.B. White. That book has been around for so many years, and it is absolutely one of the most useful resources to have in your personal library. And one of their simplest rules is to omit needless words, to be succinct, be direct, to avoid being flowery in writing. So as you practice writing, you know, recognize some of the rules of the road, as it were, and use that tool. Um, If I'll go on, I have a couple of other tips, Erin. Sure, that'd be great. Um, Recognize that writers are not made by circumstances or by self-determination. They are formed through their own inherent talent, which is then strengthened and sharpened. So we're talking about people who may not have written outside of 
their career, but are thinking about it. And I want to convey that everybody has the ability to write and to write a book or write a series of articles or a a variety of different types of writing. Everyone has that potential to do it. Um, It isn't getting a lucky break that gets you started, and it isn't just um, your own motivation that keeps you going. There is an inherent talent that we have. Uh, Pharmacy students are well-educated people, so they have already had some additional benefits, I think, to actually writing um, just by virtue of their educational background. But going to writing workshops, attending writer retreats, reading books on writing by good writers that you admire and respect, these are all tools that can help strengthen and sharpen those inherent talents that you bring. And then I, like so many things in life, just start, just begin, write something and keep on writing. Practice your craft until you feel excited and happy about your written work. Get a writing buddy if that will help you get started and keep on writing. That's an interesting thought as well. What are some of your personal rituals around writing as a habit? Hmm. Well, you know, in the beginning when I was um, first writing that my first book, I would get up first thing in the morning and the house is quiet, the rest of the family's not even moving around yet. In fact, it often feels at five o'clock in the morning that nobody in the world is quite up yet. Um, I would start writing for an hour at five o'clock in the morning every day. And it was a way of making writing a priority, giving it the respect that it was due. And the practical side of it is you need time as a writer. Time is the biggest bane that we all struggle with. And setting aside time to write, making it a priority, fitting it into an active life uh, is something that you have complete control over. And you can choose when, what time of the day is your best time of the day. I'm a morning person, so it made good sense to me to sit down at five o'clock with a cup of hot tea at my side and sit at my computer and begin to work on the book, on those chapters. Where did your first book idea come from? Where do your writing ideas come from? And then how did the first book fit into your professional portfolio? Was it directly associated with the work you were doing at the time, indirectly or completely segregated from? Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, the concept, I, I, some friends over the years told me, they weren't surprised when I published my first book, and I asked, why not? And they said, because you've always talked about someday, I'm going to write a book, you know, <laughs> you weren't sure what the topic would be, but you had always said there was that elusive someday, and you're the kind of person that when you say things, you tend to follow through on those things. So I think apparently that idea of writing a book had been in the back of my mind for a long time. The first book came really out of a related activity. I was working on the development of a woman's workshop and 
I've even forgotten the name of it now, but it was something along the lines of finding your purpose, finding your goal. And we were in a group of people at a table talking about the activities of that event. And I said something like, I know when people come in, let's have a flip chart and let's ask them to write a few anecdotes about how they have found their purpose. And then somebody else made a comment about it. And it was like a light bulb went off over my head that, oh, my gosh, this is the kind of book I wanted to write. This is the kind of these are the kind of stories that I wanted to collect in a book that could be an inspiration for other women. And so that was how Bridge Builders, Ordinary Women Doing Extraordinary Things, how that concept came about. And then it had like a life of its own, Erin. One side pronounced it and once I made the commitment out loud in front of this group of women that I was going to write that book, um, everything began to fall into place. It was like the universe was cooperating with the idea that it wanted the book to be born and it was going to help participate in making that happen. And then the particular women, I had at least three women that I knew from my personal life that I wanted to tell their stories to a wider audience. And those women each had other women that they highly recommended I interview and put in the book. And so we ended up with 12 stories of women, 11 of them from Indiana and one from Texas that I had met. So that's how the kernel of the idea got going, and that's how it developed. And out of curiosity, how did you know when the book was quote-unquote done? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I, I find that it can be something elusive. You can't know ahead exactly when you're going to stop, when the book is finished. But it has some kind of intelligence or something of its own, and it there's a kind of feeling of completion. When I got to that... Um, Tenth woman, there were two other women whose names had been referred to me, and as those stories were being taken down and I was writing those chapters, I could tell this is enough. You know, these, this, this is the group of women. You don't need to go further than that. I, it's kind of an intuition, an intuitive feeling. A gut feeling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, Elaine, we've got a lot more ground to cover on writing and publishing through the Pharmacy Podcast. And if you're so inclined, I'd like you to hang around for part two and tell our listeners even more about writing and publishing and your journey through that. But before we go on part one here, where can listeners find you? They can go to my website, which is elainevoci.com, E-L-A-I-N-E-V-O-C-I.com. I also um, have a blog on the website, and there's a series of articles that relate to career coaching that may be of interest to people. And recently, um, I was named editor for a blog for the Celebrant Institute and Foundation, and there's um, that one is celebrantfoundationblogspot.com. So there's two three ways, really. And then if um, people wanted to email me, it would be elainevoci at gmail.com. Dr. Elaine Voci, thank you for joining us today on the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you. 
P4 pharmacy students and pharmacists, are you shopping for a fellowship in the 2016-17 academic year? If so, log on to tinyurl.com forward slash PAW Fellow to learn more about the inaugural pricing, academia, and writing fellowship. That's tinyurl.com forward slash PAW Fellow.